this is Talking Sea, your weekly supply of the dark side, not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. Hello, everybody. My name is Josh Roach. I am Casey Schreffler. And we are the Talking Sith. (laughs) It is February 19th, 2020. And we got some Star Wars news. We do. You know what I kind of miss? I kind of miss when we were doing the countdown to the rise of Skywalker. I kind of miss that, too. It's always nice to have something to look forward to, you know? Which we do, but we'll oh, get to that later. Yeah, we have how many hours? But uh, we can count down to uh, the release of The Rise of Skywalker coming to home video, VHS, and DVD. Actually, uh, digital uh, digital and DVD, or uh, yeah, I guess, do they still release things on DVD? Yeah, it's uh, weirdly enough. Sometimes when you buy a just a Blu-ray disc, you get the Blu-ray, the digital download, and a DVD. There's still yeah, a lot yeah. of people that have DVD players. I I guess I get uh, I get the 4K edition, so I think I get the 4K, the Blu-ray, and the digital. And the digital. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, the Rise of Skywalker episode nine is going to be released uh, digitally on March 17th, and then physically on the 31st. Um. I wonder when it's going to be released on Disney Plus. Do you think they drop it right on the 17th? Do you think they drop it after the 31st? Man, who knows with Disney? Because if Disney was smart and playing the game, they would have had a ton of Baby Yoda merchandise out already that you still cannot yet find. Well, I think a big part of that is uh, the secrecy. They, uh, like Favreau and Filoni said, basically they wanted to, they, Disney was willing to sacrifice those earnings to keep the, keep it secret. Yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, you could have still had them out in every single Disney store and everything. Leaks, man. Leaks. Look at Jason Ward. Look at all the stuff we knew about episode nine before it came out. They wanted baby Yoda. I I know, but even, (laughs) even now, like, uh, we're hyped up. I think what they're going to do is they're going to release it just prior to the next season because it's going to be a big marketing push for the Mandalorian season two. And then they're going to come out with all the merchandise then. I think that's what they're going to do, which may or may not be smart, but they lost out on tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars from everybody. They, they didn't even have Baby Yoda Valentine's. Like they have uh, the Saga Valentine, little Valentine cards for kids, you know. And then they have uh, Episode Nine Valentine, the Rise of Skywalker Valentine cards, but no Baby Yoda, man. That like I can understand not having like the plush toys and like the big merch, but for heaven's sakes, man! Like all you got to do is you know send some printing company a PDF, and yeah. just print money essentially. I know. I mean, they have they have the shirts and stuff like that out. But they don't have anything like plushies and stuff. Like my my kid, who's two years old, would love to have a little baby Yoda. She knows who baby Yoda is. She knows who Ahsoka is. Like she saw, we were watching Clone Wars the other day, and she saw Shakti. So proud. Who just looks like Ahsoka, right? Same race. 
uh yeah togruta right yeah and like she she saw she saw shakti and was like ahsoka i'm like well no that's that's a happy dad moment though that's a happy dad moment (laughs) so uh episode nine released do you think you i mean when do you think they'll release it on disney plus well they obviously won't have any sort of agreement with another streaming company like netflix for episode nine unless it continued unless their pre-existing agreement had the the entire saga in it Hmm. um but i don't think that that would have been the case so i think they're gonna wait a minute they're gonna give it a breather because they want to make blu-ray sales and digital sales and all this type of stuff um but I, I will see it probably by summertime, mm. I would say. So bonus features include the Skywalker legacy, the story list forever and the feature length documentary that charts the making of Star Wars, the rise of Skywalker, which I'll definitely be watching the Pasana pursuit, creating the speeder chase, dive into the making of the movies, epic land speeder chase aliens in the desert. Let's look at all the aliens. Dio key to the past. Uh, let's learn about Dio Warwick and son Warwick Davis, who played wicket in star Wars return of the Jedi dons Ewok costume once more this time joined by his son, Harrison. Ah, his son's name is Harrison. Wicket is older than I thought for three minutes uh or like three seconds of footage casting creatures the team behind the film's memorable creatures reveals puppetry blah 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 and a digital exclusive the maestros finale composer john williams reflects on his body of work for the star wars saga and shares insights on scoring the rise of skywalker no deleted scenes mentioned there's got like uh one of i don't know about you and anyone who listens to this but one of the cool things about being a kid and, you know, getting DVDs and getting the bonus pictures are like the bonus features was the deleted scenes and outtakes and things like that. I don't know if we need outtakes for Star Wars because I feel like that Disney would probably see that as taking them out of the universe or whatever. Right. They want to keep the universe very pristine and very, very clean and linear. Um, so I don't think we'll see any out. I would love to see outtakes from the Star Wars set. I mean, there's got to be a ton. There's outtakes from like the prequels and we've seen outtakes from the originals, but I feel like they wait a while to release those. So you're more separated. And so like we talked about it before, we have more nostalgia and it's just like more part of our uh, Star Wars culture lingo, just just the movies themselves. You know, they we become more familiar with them once we're able to watch them. 50 times at on home video <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's true i i mean i i mean how much more time by the time the 4k release comes out what when is it august the 4k release of, of what's that when do, when does the the 4k 27 disc uh also on march 17th it looks like or no uh, march 31st march 31st oh, so, so releases so pretty soon i guess 27 disc like- 4k blu-ray box set I feel like they should almost wait or, I mean, they, I feel like uh, yeah. either that or include everything in the box set. Yeah. With that's the right. and everything. I, yeah. I, I'll bet you you're right on that. I'll bet you they don't put any deleted scenes on just the DVD 4k release. And then they put it all, they put it in the box set just to get, <laughs> just try and get more people to go buy the flipping box set. Because I mean, even the, uh, what was it? 2011, 
Blu-ray Saga Edition box set that I that I have, you know, with uh, Anakin on the front walking away and Darth Vader as a shadow. Which actually, I got uh, the artist that that made that art to sign, to sign my uh, my box at Celebration. Oh yeah, I remember that. Um, so that's pretty cool. But uh, like, there's deleted scenes and little things in there that haven't. Every time they release, every time Lucas released something, he put a little bit more in, a little bit more in, and he would tweak it every time. So I'm sure like the 4K release is going to have like the McClunky edit of A New Hope you know, the 4k rip that they did, but I wonder if there's going to be any other changes to, I mean, anything I'm still waiting. I would be down for uh prequel trilogy, special editions. I'm down for that, man. You know, I, what I would like to see is basically like an amalgamation of the deleted scenes. Like it would be cool to see what the original cuts looked like, even if they didn't have yeah. any special effects. Ooh, the original cuts, huh? Yeah. Yeah, because you said something. We were talking about it on one of the last few podcasts. Uh, episode one originally was like six hours or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see that, man. The episode one, uh, yeah, six hour cut. Uh, Revenge of the Sith had like a four and a half hour cut or something. And that's why I said I think it would be awesome. Yeah, release those, but release them like <laughs> clean them up, whatever you know. Make them like seasons. Just release them in like half hour segments on Disney Plus. And just get the huge expanded edition. That would be ideal, but it would kill the idea of an, of what we talked about before in terms of a uh, like a, a a series remake or something. Yeah, but they're not thinking about that. Disney doesn't line. give it. Disney doesn't care. They doesn't just. They don't care about thirty years down the line. If they can make, if they can get subscribers now, that's years worth of content. They have a ton of subscribers based on their earnings call earlier this month. I'm waiting for, uh, in a couple days, I think the 24th or 20, 20 something, uh, is when we're supposed to get the actual announcement of what in the world Project Luminous actually is. Looking forward yeah. to that. I mean, we know it's kind of like an amalgamation of various things, probably mostly literature, some video games. Kevin Scott TV. is involved. He did the uh, Dooku Jedi, uh, Jedi Lost uh, audio drama um i think um uh charles soul who's done some of the vader comics and stuff is involved and i think uh ray carson actually might be involved who is the author of the star wars novelization which uh dropped in their first excerpt on uh, starwars.com this week did you get a chance to look that over i did not uh, okay, let me set the scene for you. I'll go through this quick. Uh, speaking of, you know, the extended editions and such, uh, so much like the Last Jedi novelization, a lot of the deleted scenes that weren't included in the Last Jedi are in the novel, so they are officially canon, and you just get a deeper look into things. Um, so this is right after the opening scene where Kylo is just slaughtering people on the Vader worshippers on Mustafar. Um, so it says, finally, the trees broke open into a small lake with brackish water bordered on all sides by forests and large black lumps like boulders jutting out of the ground at odd angles. No, not boulders, he noted upon closer look, but rather the fallen remnants of Darth Vader's castle. 
An oily film slicked across the lake's still surface, but as Kylo approached, the water bubbled up in the center, sending tiny waves to lap at his boots. A giant emerged, a hairless creature sheening with wetness, bits of lake uh, ch- clinging to its pasty skin. Its eyes were squeezed shut, but it could still see after a fashion, because draped over its massive bald head and across one shoulder was a second creature with long, spidery tentacles. The two were locked in symbiosis. Kylo sensed the giant's pain as though it were a slave to the spidery being that clung to it, yet neither could survive alone. The spider creature spoke, I, in the eye of the webbish bog, I know what you seek. You will give it to me, Kylo said. The eye cocked its head, making an eerie squealing noise. It took a moment for Kylo to realize the creature was laughing at him. No need for that, the eye said. Do you really think my lord would have left it in the guardianship of one who would be swayed by a trick of the force? No, he supposed not. You've been seeking it for a while. Yes, I must warn you. Our fiery planet burns away deception. If you proceed down this path, you will encounter your true self. Kylo was growing impatient. He glared in silence. Fine, the creature said, as though disappointed that Kylo would not indulge in ceremony. In accordance with Lord Vader's wishes, you have defeated my protectors and earned it. Here is his wayfinder interesting so we saw concept there's leaked concept art for the star wars episode 9 visual dictionary it was this same creature was was uh differently used in a uh, a different location i think but uh in the colin trevorrow leaked script which i sent that to you the whole script were you able to look through that I have not read the script yet. I was still kind of uh, perusing through to to see, like, uh, reactions and reviews. And it's I've legit. Been reading, I've it's been reading. Legit. I've been reading a lot of things of uh, like people saying. Like, there's been a lot of people who said it's terrible. There's been a lot of people who said it's good and better. But that's just kind of what the Star Wars community has become. Yeah. Just back and forth. So so this creature that rises out of the bog, basically a giant bald baby's head with a spider on top of it. Uh, the concept art of that has been released. And also it's been spotted in a behind the scenes clip from actually, you remember the, uh, I think it was the same behind the scenes like clip where we spotted Warwick in his wicket outfit before yeah, like putting his helmet on or his, his, yeah. Uh, yeah. His mask. mask. So there's like a half a second clip where uh, Neil Scanlon, who's like the creature designer and stuff, and there's a maquette of this head with a spider on top of it. So this is what we can expect from the Rise of Skywalker novelization. So between we, when we see Kylo take down all those trooper, uh, you know, all those Darth Vader worshippers on Mustafar, and him pushing off the uh the top tablet of that whatever is holding that wayfinder um and this this does um go ahead and clarify that this is the remnants this is the ruins of darth vader's castle so we we just get all this we were talking about this uh with uh with mikey uh was it last episode just all the shading like just even now within the episode like all the shading you can do 
Yeah, and there was, and speaking about Darth Vader's castles and properties and stuff, there was, uh, it wasn't Star Wars, it was like it was something Star Wars lore or something like that. It was a few years ago, but, um, they, and it was all based off Legends material. But talking about all the uh, property and stuff that Darth Vader owned, including the second a lot of real tallest, estate, the second tallest building on Coruscant, yeah, uh, which w- was Darth Vader's palace, which was only smaller than the Emperor's palace, and apparently, with even though he had unlimited credits to his disposal, Darth Vader basically spent his time in his palace, uh, meditating, and inside of his chamber. To, that's like the only spot in Legends, anyway, that he could uh, be without his helmet, which he hated. Yeah. And, and he spent a lot of time meditating, trying to figure out and heal his lungs so he could be without his helmet. Shadows of the Empire touches on that, which is a spectacular book that I wish was still canon. <laughs> uh, Disney killed a lot of cool canon stuff. They're starting to bring a lot of it back, though. Like bits yeah, and pieces. It'll be slowly. Like they'll they'll kind of they'll pick and choose what they want here and there. It's but like a lot of that stuff is super good. Yeah, some of it got crazy though. Like like we always use like the shading analogy, right? Um, so imagine George Lucas started drawing a spectacular picture, and then some other people came in and they started you know coloring coloring it and doing their own thing and doing all these squigglies and adding all the stuff into the background and it just became busy and messy and then george came back in with filoni and he did clone wars and some of it he liked so he kept in other parts he just took a giant eraser and he was just like nope let me just erase all this and started drawing over and it had more of his style his stylistic touch right and the expanded universe is the same thing and i think what disney is doing in their canon now um upon you know now we've had a couple of years dealing with disney canon we see that they're reintroducing you know uh characters and environments and you know uh little bits and pieces of the old expanded universe they're doing the same thing george did with the clone wars um, for example, in the Clone Wars, Jedi Master Even Peel, uh, spoiler alert, dies. But uh, according to you know, he had already died according to Legends canon. He was he was already dead, or he died a different way. So George was like, "Nope, I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna erase this. I'm gonna keep a little bit of Evan Peel's uh, backstory from Legends, but I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill him differently." Yeah, well, I mean, uh, one of the ways that's kind of fun to look at the Star Wars movies or any of the books, literature, whatever, is to think about them as being told through somebody else's eyes, mm. like, 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 a, like, kind of like a witness testimony. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it was a long time ago. Blah blah blah. I know everything that we see in the movies is beholden and true and whatever. But uh, if you think about it as something that was based off of somebody's memory, yeah, it makes it, it, makes it a little bit more interesting and a little bit, and a lot more flexible. Um, so there's a theory that just came out that's gaining some traction. I wish I had the article, but I I, I don't have it pulled up. Um, anyway, so you remember? So we have uh, one of our main topics of discussion tonight is going to be: is it the Clone Wars? I always get confused. 
Um, I would. I mean, I've always called it the Clone Wars. Well, because so in, in episode two. Well, so there's two. Clone Wars okay, the Clone Wars. So, so the the uh, digitally animated, uh, much anticipated season seven, also Clone Wars television series, right? The Clone Wars television series, um, the 3D digitally animated television series. Uh, then there is the 2003 Gendy. Tarkovsky oh, yeah. or whatever. Clone Wars, yeah. Clone Wars. Okay, that so yeah, so there's a fan theory out there that the the Clone Wars, the digitally animated one, the one that you and I just I rewatched, you watched for the first time. Yeah, um, just finished last night. That that is Republic propaganda. That is the rose tinted glasses that's the the media the 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 republic media's rose-tinted take on the clone wars i disagree but oh oh, this is this is the fan theory and then star wars clone wars the 2d animated version that came out in 2003 is more accurate it's the more accurate take on clone wars historically interesting well because I, I wouldn't think the Republic, um, especially since it immediately collapsed not long after, um, would want people well, to evolved. Know, would want people to know that uh, Jedi had fallen and they were and like the Jedi were deceived and they didn't even the Jedi didn't even tell the Chancellor some of the things. Right. You know right. I mean? Right. So so who in the Republic is writing this? Um, Chancellor Palpatine's R2 unit. But that wouldn't even make sense. They wouldn't <laughs> have all the information that the Jedi have. Right. Well, it was just a funny theory that because they were saying like, uh, so in Clone Wars, the 2D version, General Grievous is just destroying everybody, destroying the Jedi. And then in... Oh, he's tough the, to beat. In the Clone Wars, like, you know, he... Uh, he just he kills some he Jedi. Kills Jedi. Yeah, he kills Kit Fisto's apprentice, former apprentice. Um, does he kill anybody else? Does he kill any other Jedi in the Clone Wars? Or yeah, was Kit Fisto's apprentice the one on the Moncal? Kit Fisto's apprentice was the one oh, they yeah, went yeah, to his yeah. palace. Oh no, he does kill somebody. He kills another Jedi on the ship on a ship too. Okay. Um. Anyway. So, but then it it kind of becomes like this cat and mouse game of every time Obi Wan and Grievous meet up, uh, he runs away, and yeah. and that leads into the line in Episode Three. You know, Grievous will run and hide as he always does. Uh-huh. So they they filled that in, but they were say, like essentially they're saying they made him out to be more of a pansy than he really was. That was part of the theory. That was one of the bigger parts of the theory. But um, let's talk. Let's talk Clone Wars case. You ready? Clone Wars. <clears throat> Clone Wars. Oh man, this what was show. Th- this was Dave Filoni talking about returning to Clone Wars season, season seven in a recent oh, interview. Man. He said, "It's really the backbone of the Star Wars saga. It's the personal journey. We saw that with Luke Skywalker. We've seen Rey going on this journey, but for me now with Ahsoka." She's been the student 
of the Jedi the whole time. And she's finally being changed by what she will do with her knowledge and her training and her abilities when faced with the ultimate test, which is what you'll see at the end of Clone Wars. Terrible. So, Casey, uh, for all our listeners, Casey just binged Clone Wars in, like, what, the past two and a half weeks? Oh, yeah. I mean, I watched the last season, which is only, what, 13 episodes? Right. The last day and a half uh i've been not getting a lot of sleep <laughs> but it's it's so good and i wanted to uh i wanted to be caught up so so tell us your overall when i say uh, i'm casey tell us about the clone wars what are your impressions uh what what was your impression going in what was your uh preconceived notion and what is your impression coming out well, I tried to watch it a long time ago. <laughs> in the galaxy in, far, far away. Yeah, no, in, in our galaxy in, in uh, current time. But I tried to watch it when I was in college. I downloaded it onto, like, season one onto my little iPad, like, iPod thing that had, like, the color screen, 256 <laughs> gigabytes. It was dope. <clears throat> but uh, for some, like, I bought, the, I told you, I bought the season on iTunes and, um, I think I got through like six or seven, like I, I, maybe a little more than seven episodes before the files just wouldn't play anymore. And they wouldn't even play on my computer. And I'd paid for them. <laughs> so I was like, screw this. So you were just salty. Yeah. And then I tried to go back not too long ago and start re-watching the first season. And starting the first season, it does. it is kind of like a slow burn. Um, and I wasn't really appreciating it for what it was because – uh, it took me to get into the right mindset of yeah, like this this stuff actually happened. Like these are these characters that we've seen live on the screen. And uh, once I kind of put that lens on it, uh, it completely shifted um, my experience, at least in terms of the first season, and probably helped me enjoy the rest of the seasons more. But the stories just kept getting better and better and better as the uh, as the entire saga went on and even though there was a little bit of like jumping in time in terms of chronological <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed how there were several different story arcs that, you know, lasted a few episodes. You know what I mean? Right. They just didn't start it and then abandon it. They went through and they followed through. And even, even with Obi-Wan and Satine, you know what I mean? They like, they brought that back and they brought that up with Anakin and, you probably didn't say anything to me <laughs> when I brought that up before. Cause I was like, why didn't Obi-Wan just tell him? Yep. Uh, well he did. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. So we, you get a lot of answers. You get a lot of the answers um, to questions that uh, have been asked in terms of why Anakin does what he does and things like that uh, in the Clone Wars series. And even in episode three, right? Like that's my whole thing. Like the Clone Wars series we talk about shading all the time, like, but it fills in so many gaps. And I think it writes so many quote unquote wrongs of the prequels. Um, I mean, with Anakin, you get to see a little more of why he distrusted the Jedi. It wasn't, it's not such a quick turn for him in episode three. Now that you've seen the clone wars. Right. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. And even, even with Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. Because I told one of my favorite arcs was 
the arc where Obi-Wan took the, like, used this device or whatever and became like, a, he looked like a criminal. He was this criminal. I forget oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the bounty hunter guy that yeah. supposedly killed him. Yeah. And then he was rolling around with Cad Bane for a while trying to be a bad guy, but also trying not to kill anybody at the same time. That was probably my favorite little arc of the entire series. But that was one of the things where, and that was like the very first time Anakin's like, how many lies have I been told by the Jedi council? Yeah. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, th- and that was my favorite arc. And then, and then uh, you g- even in the last season, um, when Yoda, like the last few episodes, Yoda uses Anakin to get away from the council and the Jedi. Yeah. Yoda goes to Anakin, who he knows is a rule breaker, and he was like, hey, I need to break some rules. You want to help me? So, I mean, just that. I mean, if the Jedi were more open, a little more open with their feelings and everything, and not so, just like Palpatine says, dogmatic, that, you know, it would have gone a long way. Um, what was it? Yoda has a line. Or no, Obi-Wan is talking about Yoda um, when he either to Satine or he's talking about Satine and he says like uh, how a Jedi is not supposed to have emotion or feelings or whatever. And he's like, yeah. Master Yoda says this, but he usually leaves out like the um, what's it? How's he word it? He's like, he usually leaves out like the sadness out of it or whatever, like the undertone, like the, the emotional undertone from it. Like, yeah, we actually all have these feelings at one point or another, and you've got to learn how you're going to deal with it. And so it's funny because, like you said, we have the story arc with Satine that runs its course. What are we introduced to her in season one or season two? Uh, it's not season one. I want to say it's mid-season two. And then you start getting all these little hints, but it's not till a little later that you find out her and Obi-Wan had a past. <laughs> Yeah, yep. And uh and he and Obi-Wan even disobeys the Jedi at one point in time. Yeah. To come and help her out when she's imprisoned by the Death Watch. Oh yeah, when uh they're like, Yeah, it's not a Jedi matter, it's an independent system. We've got you know, we've got nothing to do with this. And he's like, All right, well I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow Anakin's uh shoddy ship shoddy falling apart. Wh- <laughs> Which is so much of the Clone Wars. If you just take a step back and you really are introspective about it, it's like Filoni and Lucas and the rest of the story group that helped make it. Because what does Obi-Wan tell Anakin, or what does Obi-Wan tell Luke Anakin was in the Clone Wars? A great pilot. The pilot of, a, or no, 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 no. Uh, Uncle Owen tells him that Anakin was the pilot of a, uh, of a spice freighter. And that ship that he's flying is a spice freighter. (laughs) So that shoddy ship that he got in the movie and had throughout the Clone Wars, he was the pilot of a spice freighter. Yeah, no, that's true. It also kind of reminded me with uh, the arm hanging down of the uh, little speeders on crate too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the little, uh, I don't even know what you call them, like... Wings. Wing scraper speeders. But no, uh so going back, did you watch the you watch the movie first? 
The what, what movie? The Star Wars Clone Wars movie. Um, I have yet to watch that. What? Pause the podcast. <laughs> I can't. I'll watch that tonight. Oh, Lord. That. Wow, you've watched it. So you watched I th- chronologically I heard, through the series. I heard the movie is like the beginning of the Clone Wars, right? Somewhat. So actually, if you watch it chronologically, you've watched like four or five episodes before you watch the movie. And then you watch the movie. And then you continue. And you jump around. It's weird. It's like you watch... If I remember, it's like season two, episode 16 or something like Cat and Mouse is the first chronological episode and they're on Christophsis. <laughs> and then they, they, they're trying to get through. Uh, uh, it's where they have actually, okay, the first, I'm pretty sure the first um, chronological episode is when they're trying to uh, get through the blockade to Christophsis and they have that invisible ship. Mm, yep. Okay. And they have to get past General Trench or whatever. Yeah, the uh the spider guy. Yeah, that's the that's the first episode. Actually chronologically, if you look through if you if you watch it chronologically. And then they get on there and then they have like the it's like that's like season two, episode sixteen or something. Then like season one, episode sixteen is the next chronological episode. And it it makes perfect sense if you watch it all chronologically. Yeah, no, but I mean fortunately I uh binged it in a very short amount of time. So So you're able to absorb it all. Yeah. Well, yeah, as much as I could anyway. Um but yeah, it, I mean, everything kind of worked out fine. I'll try and watch the uh, the actual movie. Well, there's like three or four episodes that chronologically come before the movie. And then there's, so there's like three or four episodes, of the, and then there's the movie. And the movie is where Anakin and Ahsoka get introduced. Interesting. Well, yeah, I definitely have to watch that. Because I remember you weren't caught up, like you beat me to the finish line. But you weren't caught up to me at one point when I was, I messaged you. It was probably like midnight when I messaged you. I was like, Christ on a river, Ahsoka. <laughs> so let's talk right. about that. <laughs> so talk to me, just talk to me about Ahsoka because a lot of people had a very foul taste in there. Our buddy Sean included. Like anytime I've tried to bring up, especially back in like 2008, because I'll tell you, I went and saw the movie with one of uh, somebody's, I went and saw it with somebody's little brother or something. Like I took them to go see it and I went and saw the movie and I was like, ah, and I'll tell you what, the movie is essentially like three episodes of the clone wars, just like spliced together. Yeah. And they're not the best three episodes. Like you said, like season one, eh. but once, once you get past that and you just learn to look at it, like for what it is, you appreciate it more. But uh, when- I, I, love, I love Ahsoka dude. She's, she's dope man yeah so she was introduced and a lot of people like sean included were like uh anakin didn't have a padawan why 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 does anakin have this little whiny padawan and there was a lot of fan backlash for the first year or two but i mean obviously she's very much grown on the fan community so tell me your uh you say ahsoka's dope just give me your overall like review of ahsoka tano man i think that uh man it's 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 tough because i wish 
like she she should have been the chosen one in my mind. Like she, I think she is the perfect idea of a Jedi because she's willing to ask questions. She's willing to go against it if that's what is right to do. And a lot of that comes from Anakin's training, though. Yeah, like she was the Anakin had for all that he did, quote unquote, wrong. He had a lot right, oh, but yeah. what? But what he didn't have right, he still managed to somehow pass Salvage. off onto Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think she did anything wrong. Wrong. Everything she tried to do was to help people and to and to do good and it wasn't until the jedi order um didn't believe her that betrayed she, her essentially yeah, turned their yeah. back on her that she was like no i i can't do this anymore i'm done and then at that point in time which i hope we get the answers to is uh like what what becomes of like what what happens when somebody who has had that much training and can be super dangerous, whether as a spy or an assassin or a bounty hunter, uh, the damage that they can do if they do not align themselves with good anymore. So what is the Jedi to do at that point? Like, do you let her walk away? I I don't think if I were the Jedi, I'd let her walk away. I mean, what else can you do? Uh, So we have the lost 20, right? We talk about an attack of the clones. Uh, we see Obi-Wan. He's at, he's at the, uh, the library in the Jedi temple and he's looking at the bust of Count Dooku, who was the last of the lost 20. So the lost 20 are Jedi masters who left the order. So there's only yeah. been 20 Jedi masters in the history of the Jedi order that have left the order. But... Like Ahsoka wouldn't count for that because she was still a Padawan. She's not even a Jedi Knight. Yeah, no, she was a Padawan, but she was <clears throat> she was very dangerous. <laughs> she's only and get she's only seventeen when she leaves the Jedi Order. She's fourteen when you're introduced to her at the beginning of the Clone Wars, and she's seventeen when she leaves. Yeah, no, she was she was she's a super dangerous and uh, worthy adversary, even to jedi she fought anakin and obi-wan at one point in time the mortis arc yes let's talk about the deepest dive into star wars force lore that there is uh th- no there's there's another one in the last season oh, oh, oh that kind of like adds on to that though you know it, it does uh, and yeah and that kind of brings up a little bit what we talked about before uh in terms of the wills if right. there are such a thing, but good time to pause. Let me pee and flip my drink. <laughs> so yeah, talking about the the wills and Mortis, I do see how they kind of connect. But Mortis, they were very very clearly alive, whereas on uh, it wasn't Morban. Morban was the last planet that. Yoda went to. Yoda went to. There wasn't a name for the middle planet where he met them. It was just like the 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 seed of life, basically. It wasn't in like the deep core or something. It it was just go to like Qui Gon told him, "The Force will guide you, my friend. Just fly wherever you feel." <laughs> and uh, Yoda got there, and it was just it was basically like the where where life begins is seeded, is what it seemed like. But going back to Mortis, 
because uh, we're talking about Ahsoka. That was interesting because that was also kind of in the middle of nowhere that Obi-Wan couldn't tell. They couldn't tell where they were. None of the instruments were working. Yeah, so there was, uh, there was a transmission sent, which was a Jedi distress signal that hadn't been used in over a thousand years. Wow. So they went to the source of this Jedi distress signal, Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka, on that spice freighter that we were talking about, that heap of junk. Um, <clears throat> and when they got to these coordinates... Wait, how, well, first of all, how did they get that back? Because that thing gets shot down in the mortise arc. Does it not? Uh, no. Unless he has multiple. It they, gets they, shot they, down, but they repair it. Hmm. Because at the end, they end up back on the spice freighter. Because they get to the coordinates, and they contact um, uh, um, Captain Rex. And they're like, hey, uh, we, we, where are you at? And they're like, we're at the, we're at the coordinates. And Anakin and Ahsoka and Obi-Wan are like, we're at the coordinates. And they can't see each other. And then they see this giant floating um, orb of light nonsense well, planet. Well, it was like, it wasn't even a planet. It was like, it was like a, it was like two Sith holocrons stacked on top of each other that opened up. It was terrifying. And, and so they go into that. And at the end of it, now I want to clarify something. People always try to say that they don't remember anything. Um, I've heard several podcasters say, they don't remember anything. They don't remember Mortis. That's not true whatsoever. They remember Mortis. The only thing that's not remembered is Anakin doesn't remember the future he saw. That's an interesting point. Yeah, I don't even know if I have a rebuttal of that at all. Because, uh, I, I mean, I'm sure they remember more. Do, does, so is, does Mortis move? Do they have to, do they have to reactivate the signal in order to find them again. So even if they wanted to go back out there, they wouldn't be able to type thing because even as they're flying away, like they're gone. I think Anakin's telling Obi-Wan that, you know, like what the deal was. Or Anakin, yeah. Anakin's telling Obi-Wan that he, you know, he couldn't stay. He, you know what I mean? <clears throat> right. Yeah. So basically, Oh man, such a we could do it's like a, several a, podcasts it's just a on giant that arc. Blur. It's a giant blur. This entire series for me right now. So Obi Wan and Anakin they they all wake up after leaving Mortis, and they're all kind of like, "What? What in the world?" And then Rex contacts them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we've been gone for a couple of days." They're like, "Oh, you've only been off the scanners for a couple of seconds." And that's wild. It must have been. Like it's like some interstellar type shit, dude. Yeah, too close to that one planet around that black hole, and every like minute they spend there is like seven days back at home, or like seven seven months or something like that. It's just crazy. So you got to think like the so just taking a couple things into account, like the Jedi distress signal they were using was over hadn't been used in over a thousand years. Uh, the father says that they once were on the physical plane, but they were all so powerful that he decided to remove them from the physical plane. So was he a Jedi at some point? Was he a Jedi a couple thousand, like a thousand years ago? 
And he was like, uh, I gotta, I gotta remove him, move us all. And that was the last Jedi distress signal that he had. And to him, it, maybe it only seems like it's been a few years. To the old, to the leader, the old to man? the father, yeah. Because like when Anakin and Obi Wan are gone, they're gone for like several days. But to them, it's a couple seconds. Maybe to him, it's like eh, it's oh, only been yeah. a few years. Maybe, but I mean, at that point in time, he, I mean, he had children, right? That he wanted to. That it was like this giant battle between darkness and light between his son and his daughter. Well, they're like adults in the in Mortis, right? Yeah, yeah, and and Anakin was the only one who could tame them, which is why he wanted Anakin to stay. Yeah. Um. So goodness. he he called Anakin there. What do you think about Anakin? So so, hold on. so it, it hadn't been used in a thousand years, though, right? So. Let's look at that real quick. The time the signal, dilation. The signal hadn't been used in a thousand years. They were gone for a couple of days, right? And and to Rex, it was a couple of seconds. Right. So. That days are first. seconds. Right. So they had this signal from a thousand years ago, which in tune with what time type stuff is going on on Mortis that could be like several hundred thousand years on Mortis that they had the signal. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Unless they let people in occasionally because they, they knew about the prophecy of the chosen one. They knew about the prophecy. So how do they know about the prophecy? Somebody had to have come in. I don't even. I mean, the prophecy's been around around for a really long time. The prophecy unless, probably predates a thousand years, unless uh, unless they're privy to that type of prophecy type information. So let's just, think though. So the last time, <clears throat> so they're using a thousand year old signal. Maybe they called somebody else there before. Maybe they've been there for longer than a thousand years, but they, they called somebody else there a thousand years ago, and they knew about this signal. Yeah, they, they yeah, 100% they could have. But the thing is, like, they were there for two days, and to Rex it was only a few seconds. The signal had been used in a thousand years, and they had this signal. Right. Right? So what does that do with the, with the time fiasco that's going on here? Well, if a days are a second, we need, this is where we need Tim Q, our resident math, <laughs> mathematician. Mathematician. Math days are seconds how many seconds are there in a year what's the rent thing well if a day is a second so there's it, so 60 times five it, uh, say six basically round up to like 360 okay i don't know they've been there a long time a really long time so i mean yeah. um Getting back to Ahsoka, Anakin. I, I, so, what do you, what did you think of Qui Gon showing up in the in Mortis? Uh, dude, that kind of blew my mind because uh, I was like, "Wow, that really sounds like Liam Neeson." And then it is what, what I hate about <laughs> Disney, what I what I know, right? It, it is what I hate about Disney Plus, though, is that when you're going through the credits, as soon as it gets to like in the Clone Wars, as minimizes soon as it. it. Yeah, as soon as it gets to where it says the cast, like the voice actors, um, and I hit the button to pause it there, 
it fucking starts playing the next episode. I'm like, no, <laughs> I wanted to pause it at that moment so I could see whose voices I was hearing. That's what I want. You've got to like select it. You got to hit the select button to and, and like make go it physically over to it. Yeah, it's it's that's frustrating as hell. But seeing seeing uh, Qui Gon was very cool. And then um, I guess that's the link to what we see later on in in uh, season six as well. But but the, but again, did did Anakin tell Yoda about that? I think he did, right? So Yoda, so in season, so Obi Wan talks to Qui Gon first, and then Anakin talks to him later, right? Um, and then in season six of the Clone Wars, when Yoda oh, is, Yoda brings up the Mortis planet, doesn't? Yeah, he? he's like, tell me, and this is why I don't understand why people like. There's so many podcasters and people out there that I've heard they're like. They don't remember Mortis. They don't remember Mortis. They remember Mortis. They, they Yoda brings it up. Yoda brings it up. Bringing it up. Yeah. Um, I literally watched this last night. He fucking brings it up. <laughs> yeah, he he's met, like, he uh, tell it. me, tell me about uh, Mortis and uh, your experience there. Uh, Obi Wan said that he talked to Qui Gon and and you talked to him too, right? And Anakin's like, yeah, but we pretty much agreed that it was some sort of like a trick or something yeah. because everything we know about the Force tells us that you cannot survive and keep your uh, individuality past death. And Yoda's like, mm, everything we know. What about what we don't know? And he's right, like, right, but, but see, the Yoda kind of contradicts himself because he kind of thinks the same thing up until the end end of. This season six because he's he's not believing that he's actually talking to qui-gon initially even though he's already heard qui-gon he's already heard qui-gon in episode two yeah but i mean maybe he just thinks that's not actually qui-gon from the grave maybe it's just like a past memory or something but that or the cosmic force or, or something that that whole thing and and what i really appreciate too is they kind of uh, they delve into Wow, we're jumping around the Clone Wars a lot. Um, <laughs> when uh, the mother of the Night Ooh. Sisters is so think- trying to capture the Living Force, and they talk about the Living Force, which is something that was kind of hated on. Mother Talzin. Yeah. So think about this. This is this is something I know. Other people have this theory too, but just tell me what you think. Might be the first time you're hearing this. Uh, so you got the father. You've got the son and the daughter, and then you have Mother Talzin, who's got some freaky powers, unlike anybody else we see. And and, have always been known to use their magics. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's one more connection. Who's the father? So the father, when the father speaks, right? It's like he talks, but then there's like this weird reverberating like speech behind him that almost like you hear like this weird reverberation and echo and like a deeper tone of everything that he says. Okay. Yeah. The mother, mother tells is the same way. Interesting. Yeah. There is an echo to her voice. So, I, I mean, the only two characters that we get that from are the father and the mother, maybe a little bit from the son and the daughter too but is very prominent in the father and like fa- the father and mother tells him. Hmm. I don't even know if I remember father tells him. 
not Father Telzin, but the father from the from the Mortis arc. Oh, okay. So you got. I assume, I assume that's where you were going, but I didn't want. Yeah. To so you got the father from the Mortis arc, the guy who was keeping them in balance. Then yeah, you have but... his two kids. They had to have a mother. He didn't just like poop them out, right? She, I mean, she clearly doesn't use the the force force. It's, I mean, it's it has to be some semblance of the force. It's probably the living force because the living force in that ball was green, right? And, um, well, she was collecting the living force in the arc with Mace and Jar Jar. Yeah, yeah, and with that, um, it was green. And whenever like Savage, when he got his arm cut off and stuff like that, he was basically bleeding green. So she was probably powered by the living force. Whereas I think the father and Mortis stuff is probably more the cosmic force. Hmm. That's my theory. Interesting. Yeah. So does that make sense? Because yes, were, it does. It like, does. Because, they, because like you think cosmic, you think space, time, time was super dilated there. And she was literally only focused on the green living force which was so what about the priestesses that yoda runs into and they uh they test him to see if he's worthy of maintaining his individuality past death so i think that that was kind of george's introduction for us to the wills Hmm. i think that they are the wills of the force and you can see that and wow they were represented so well their masks all the emotions each, each mask was different there was confusion there was anger there was serenity joy yeah. yeah like there was there was and there was one other one which apparently is insignificant oh there was the o face <laughs> <laughs> perhaps i'll show my wife after she's done out here put up with this mask on <laughs> oh <laughs> But, uh, uh, tell me which priestess you think I am. What? What, what are you talking about? I'm a will. I will uh, my, will this. <laughs> mine's, mine's clearly anger. <laughs> and uh, on to to preface this real quick because I'm going to play it for you. Oh, from my phone through my headset. I I showed you earlier, but um, my wife is not. She she's she she appreciates star wars and she goes to the conventions and stuff with us and things like that but she's not a big big fan and um for some reason she hates it whenever i bring up the story of darth plagueis it kind of harkens back to the thing that we used to do with my brother which like we always tell my brother tell me about that one time and that one time happened 12 years ago and he ran out of gas and it was just a story we never let him forget. So I always bring up um, the story of Darth Plagueis to my wife and she, she's never happy about it, but I managed to record me trying to uh, tell her about it. And uh, <laughs> I have it right here. Actually, you want me to play it? Uh, if it sounds good. Sure. Here you go. Carla, tell me the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the wise real quick. Please? Can you say just stop? Well, you never tell it to me. I'm seriously gonna throw something at you. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith, so powerful 
so wise. He could use something. He throws stuff at me. The flowers to influence the midichlorians to create life. Life. <laughs> and you know, I don't know why I kind of went Christopher Walken when I said midichlorians. I was like, midichlorians? <laughs> midichlorians? Midichlorians. You know, <laughs> the strong. You got to use them. <laughs> With the force. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, how do you uh, tying this in? What are you expecting to see? What do you want to see in, in season I, seven? I haven't even watched the trailer yet, Josh. Oh, oh, oh. I just finished last night. I have not watched the trailer. Okay, here we go, guys. We've got Star Wars The Clone Wars, the official trailer for Season 7 pulled up for Casey. It's yep, the first time seen he's seeing it. Because I, 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 I just finished the entire series last night, minus the movie, which is whatever. I'll try and watch that tonight. But goodness gracious, yeah, I, I didn't want to see it before I finished the actual series. So. All right, here. You ready? Right, I'm going to say three, two, one, go. Okay. All right, three, two, one. Soon, the galaxy will be remade. The Jedi and the Republic will die. I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Great care we must take. Why would anyone walk away from being a Jedi? We were trained to be keepers of the peace. Not soldiers. We clowns have mixed feelings about the war. Without it, we wouldn't exist. All part of the plan. Plan. Everything is about to change. are hard <laughs> you know what i man i want ahsoka to live and i want to see old ahsoka i want to see older ahsoka Ooh, we've seen older ahsoka in the mortis arc right older ahsoka comes to ahsoka in a vision mm-hmm. but i want it to be real <laughs> 
Ooh. I, I just, I love Ahsoka, dude. She's so awesome. Just from, oh, that's what I'm saying. Like when I first, even when I, you know, I'm a Star Wars apologist, right? I'm like, I, oh, so am I. I'm a bleeding heart. I, even like when I first saw it in 2000 and what was it, eight or whatever, when the movie came out and I saw it and I was like, eh. but Ahsoka's not that bad. Like she was whiny, but I could see like where they were going. Like Luke Skywalker was whiny, you know, Anakin as a kid was whiny, whatever. A- Anakin he- as an adult in episode <laughs> two was whiny. <laughs> even in episode three a bit. And yeah, even throughout the Clone Wars a bit, he's a little whiny. Yeah, he's, he's whiny. But the like you talked about it earlier, the growth that Ahsoka has been on, uh, the path, the path, it's a path she's been on. It's it's as significant of a story to me as like Luke and Anakin. That, yeah, that's just how I feel about it. But we yeah. see in this Clone Wars see season, Bo? is that Bo? That's Bo Katan. Yeah. Satine's sister. Yep, Satine's sister. So we're we're dealing more with Mandalore. Um, there's actually some comics you should read that were delete that were arcs that were gonna be in season six of Darth Maul. So it's it's like a five season it's like a five issue comic arc that fills in the space between so the last time you've seen Darth Maul, he was getting electrocuted by the Emperor after the emperor came to Mandalore and he was like, only two Sith there are, and you yeah, are no longer my apprentice. My yeah, You've yeah, been yeah. replaced. And he kills Savage Press. Yeah. And then he's and electrocuting he Maul. Over, he goes over and says, brother. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Palpatine electrocutes Maul and he says, you know, I'm not going to kill you. I have plans for you. Um, so he actually ends up if you remember that the first episode you're introduced to Tarkin and I was talking about Jedi master, even peel the, Oh man, what's it called? The Citadel Tarkin. Tarkin good God. Talk about the fall of Ahsoka, man. Oh, don't you just love Tarkin though? In this, like you can just see the roots of the evil maniacal man. Oh yeah. I mean, he's just like 100% military minded or, or she would say military military. Yes. Uh, but see, so do you remember, you remember the arc where they rescued Tarkin and Jedi Master even Peel from that yeah. prison, yeah. the impenetrable prison that originally was designed to hold, yeah, Jedi. to hold Jedi. Yeah. And Tarkin disagreed with everything the Jedi were trying to do. So Palpatine takes and holds Darth Maul there in these comics. Okay. I'm going to fill in these gaps for you. And essentially Darth Maul, uh, Death Watch, the Death Watch that's that's now loyal to Darth Maul because he beat down um, their leader, uh, Vizsla, pre-Vizsla, defeated him in combat, becomes the leader of Death Watch, overtakes Mandalore. Then the Emperor comes. Well, Death Watch is still loyal to Darth Maul, so they come and break Darth Maul out. And Darth Maul goes and he like recollects his syndicate army from like the, uh, um, the black sun, um, like Prince Zixor, the pikes, the pikes. Yeah. The huts. 
and um, the huts were. He had to. He had to kill a hut for that to happen. He had to kill kill a few huts. Essentially, all but Jabba, basically, right? I think there was. I think there was four left. He killed one. I don't think he killed the other two or three that were present in the room. Okay, yeah, he, he killed, killed the one. one. And then he went to Jabba's palace, and Jabba was <laughs> oh, He killed the there. one that he found, too. Yeah. Because he killed a couple, or like one or so, one or two, and then he, like, one was still there, and he was like, what can you tell me? He's like, oh, uh, Jabba, he's on Tatooine. So he's like, so all you, you can, can tell me, tell is, me Jabba. is that Jabba's at Jabba's <laughs> palace? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Jeez. Yeah, you're dead. <laughs> you're useless to me. But so we're going back. We've been talking about this with Satine and everything. This is Satine's sister. All throughout the Clone Wars, we're getting hints at we're, we're getting looks at Mandalore. It goes from being like a pacifist system to we see the old ways um, to you know the Death Watch. And Death Watch has basically been all but destroyed, except for the people who are on the quote good side now. Bo Katan, yeah, yeah. Uh, which you you had sent me the picture of the symbol matching, yeah, the Mandalorian suit. So I think that the Death Watch that saved Din Djarin, the Mandalorian from the titular Mandalorian, are Bo Katan's Death Watch. Yeah, I think so too. And because the, the only Death Watch that I knew before this was the Death Watch bunker in Star Wars Galaxies, <laughs> and that's for some pretty hardcore Star Wars fans. If you remember that game, or even still play it, Josh and I have it. I'm waiting for Josh to tell me when he wants to play, and we'll play uh, as soon as I get a little bit of free time here. But uh, so we're going back to Mandalore again. So we know that this the big arc in in the new season seven is the siege of Mandalore. Yeah, because they control a lot of neutral systems. That makes sense. Over 2,000 uh, neutral systems. So we see uh, Ahsoka meeting with, in, in the trailer, I'm going to play it through silently. Can you see my screen here still? I can, yeah. Okay, so going through the trailer, we, we, we get the, the Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm and the stereotypical ship. We see Bo on top of a burning Mandalore, it looks like a yep. devastated Mandalore, or at least attack the city she's in. We see Obi-Wan and Mace uh, surrounded by battle droids that look like they're short circuiting or being hit with poppers. Poppers, droid poppers. There's, a, there's not a lot of clones there. There's one, two, three, four, there's like maybe like 10 clones around them. Let's look though. Uh, there's a jetpack on that clone right there, though. Oh yeah. So another thing I want you to notice is gone are the gauntlets. Oh yeah, Obi Wan's in his robes and, and Mace his... Windu. Okay, so one of the last arcs of season and six. There, and there, and Obi Wan's beard looks much smoother than it did before. Yeah. So so season six we saw um, fives. And tubs, oh, shit, five, five, tub. Oh man, tub. that, that killed we, me, dude. We've been with fives since, like, one of the first. If you watch it chronologically, like one of the we, first episodes is fives training, training. with ninety nine. Yeah, and and uh, they like they barely made it through training. And you follow th- fives all the way through to where he uncovers essentially the organic chip 
that is there placed in them to make them obey order 66 yeah but they call it an inhibitor chip to make them less aggressive and whatever and to just follow orders but and that's one thing i wanted to bring up too um is that there's so many moments um and, and that's why like i think that if if everything was played a little bit smarter by the jedi that things could have been different because the chancellor couldn't control everything he controlled the overall arcing strategy but the jedi um and the clone troopers themselves like rex and whatever they took a lot of things they took their own liberty yeah to uh, to accomplish missions that they should have failed well like so you got to realize like how many times we've talked about this we had our sheev palpatine episode like episode or like talking sith episode three or something where we say that not only is sheev like he, he has like the gift of foresight so he can foresee a lot of stuff but he's also very good at reactionary stuff like how can i twist this to accommodate my plans yeah, and and just you like see a lot of that. In the yeah, and, and and we just talked about about the you know the Tup and Fives discover the chip, and um, the Chancellor wants it, but then Shakti wants it sent to the Jedi Temple. I don't even know what happened to that chip, to be mm. honest. It. Like there, I think I don't think it was ever like settled. I think it went to the to the Imperial or uh, the Republic, whatever. It was supposed to go there. But Fives had it, mm. and then I think gave it back to the Jedi. So I don't even know if we know what actually happened to that chip. So just leading into that, I, I want to say, like, so we see that Obi-Wan and Anakin and them uh, and Mace aren't wearing, like, those clone gauntlets. Maybe it's because, and I heard that this put forth on a different podcast too, and I can't remember which one it was. Otherwise, I give you a call out. But um, might have been Force Center. We talked about Force Center and like uh, their like battles between two characters and stuff too. Um, oh yeah, databank brawl. I've been meaning to watch the one with Beaumont in it. But it might have been Force Center. Uh, might have been Joseph Scrimshaw that said maybe it's because. Ever since uh, Obi-Wan and them, uh, you know, they found out, they know that Sifo-Dyas helped to, you know, um, make the order for the clones. They know that now that Darth Tyrannus uh, is Dooku and Darth Tyrannus helped order the clones with Sifo-Dyas. So they know there's a connection there. So maybe they're separating themselves from their brotherhood with the clones little by little. And that's why they're not wearing their like gauntlets. I'll tell you something that'll Plo Koon really grew on me throughout the Clone Wars. Oh, Plo Koon's awesome. He, he helped Ahsoka a lot too. Dude, on the side of Plo Koon's, uh, the, the clones, the, the wolf pack are what clones uh, unit is called. Okay. And on the side of their gunship, their landing gunship, right? It's got like a spray painted like Plo Koon. And it says in Arobesh, Plo's bros. Plo's bros. And they freaking shoot him out of the sky in episode three. Yeah, that sucks. He's well, got the wolf pack on his gauntlets. It's like. They shouldn't have killed fives. They should, five should have. Five should have lived. Five should have survived. Hashtag bring back fives. <laughs> there's, there's tens of millions of them out there, I assume. 
<laughs> Put his memory back into one of them. Five, 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 six, five, five, six, five, five, five. <laughs> five. No, fives. There's no difference. There's a difference to me. Yep. Oh, man. The clones, like some of the clones, man. And that's something you see later on in this trailer, too. It's like we're we're undecided because without this war, we wouldn't exist. Yeah. So what a lot of people think that's from that's got to be between Rex and Ahsoka talking about the war. Because we see that the 501st essentially is given back. It's like Ahsoka is given control of. Um, trying to find that clip here. There's a clip of the 501st. Rex holding his helmet in front of the 501st. And the 501st helmets are all painted like Ahsoka. Um, so we know that the 501st is given over control of uh, to Ahsoka again. So even though she's not a Jedi, they like reinstate her like commander role. And yeah. Yeah. so the these outer... Okay, so let's talk about episode three here. So episode three, we know that from the crawl and from the first couple scenes, Obi-Wan and Anakin are called back from the Outer Rim sieges where Padme tells him there's been rumors of his death. And that they're called back to Coruscant to save the Chancellor. Um, so a couple things I want to see in episode seven. I want to see, or in season seven, I want to see rumors of Anakin's death. Padme being worried about that. And Anakin being called back. And we know that when Anakin's called back, he's called back essentially from Mandalore. And since he's called from Mandalore, he leaves the 501st and Rex in her control. And he doesn't rejoin with most of them until the siege on the Jedi temple. I, I could see that. I liked it a lot. Natalia, who is your, do you like Ahsoka? Yeah. Say Ahsoka. Yeah. She likes Ahsoka. Ahsoka. I, yeah, I agree. There's a lot of, there's a lot going on in this trailer here. There's a lot to figure out and, and hash out and is that rex that maul is it it almost looks like it might be rex that maul i mean it makes sense because he's on mandalore maul's back on mandalore man his uh, he looks crazier than ever so so this scene right here we see uh mace windu saying That is a scene from episode three. I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we know that episode set or season. I keep saying episode season seven. Ooh, and, you, and you see Darth Maul's double blade lightsaber for the first time in the series. Yeah, season seven is going to surpass episode seven. Another part here is. I think you mean episode three but we'll, we'll oh yeah 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 episode three okay right here she's pregnant she's pregnant yeah Anakin, I, saw, I that's why I, like i shook my head when i saw that i, I saw your face when you saw i was looking at your so at the one minute and 29 second mark of the star wars clone wars official trailer on disney plus is 
Anakin with a hologram of Padme, who is clearly pregnant, like holding her belly. And through the hologram, they're like touching hands. So this is going to surpass episode seven, or episode seven. Good Lord, I'm all messed up. Episode three, season seven is going to go past episode three. <laughs> so many episodes. It's going to go and past numbers. It's going to go past episode 45. Uh, it's a demon. Uh, it's going to go. It's the um, season okay. 17 is passing <laughs> the episodic mortis arc. <laughs> Sorry if I'm quiet. My uh, my kid wanted a piece of cake, so I bought a piece of cake at a store because she wanted to celebrate somebody's birthday. Don't know who is whose it is. And oh, um, we had happy. this singing "Happy Birthday," and she's biting the cake and blowing out candles right next to me. So, <laughs> um, one of the other things. So, so let's talk about the like, main characters. We, we we've talked about Ahsoka. We've talked about. A little bit about Obi-Wan and how we get some more backstory to Obi-Wan. Um, seeing that he had temptations, the same Dude, as Anakin. I love I love the backstory of Obi-Wan from the Jedi Apprentice books. Yeah. Yeah. Dragon found him in like the arena. It was like his last chance. He was about to be sent to like the mines or to work some random stuff. Agri-corps. Yeah. Like, good God. Like that was such a good story. But I want I want the new canon background. I want I want Obi Wan and Qui Gon on the run, protecting Satine, like teenage young adult Satine, on Mandalore, and them falling in love, and Obi Wan being tempted to leave the Jedi Order. That would be dope. But again, something that we've seen, like with Anakin and Padme. But he denies like to, it. I would like to see the. He Satine, denies it. I would like to see the Satine arc for sure. But I like uh, what I really liked about it is that, like Obi Wan was almost not a Jedi, and then at the end, he became a Jedi Master on the Council. Yeah, he's already on the Council at this point when he defies the Council essentially and goes to Mandalore. He's already on the Council. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I and. I understand that. I just, I don't know if I want to see, like, what I would like to see is a young Obi-Wan. Yeah. Like, so, prior, so, like, like, like the yeah. original, like, like, uh, like, it would have been great to see if there was a Clone Wars between episode one and two. Anakin. Let's see it. That is that's what, to, that, that's what I that's what I want to see. George Lucas. That's what I want to see for Obi Wan prior to Episode One. Uh, yeah, um, Obi Wan's like the glue that has held everything together throughout the entire saga, at least up until. I mean, you, you hear his episode voice six and Rise of Skywalker. You hear his voice. Yeah, but okay. So 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 you got that backstory. So you see that Obi Wan has dealt with these issues. Anakin deals with these issues with Padme. Ahsoka. But Padme's still alive, and As- Anakin allowed his emotions to allow her, like, to take force. They got married. What'd you think about that? What'd you think about they're, Satine's they're, they're death? Ma- they're married, and he beats the shit out of Clovis, dude. <laughs> he beats the fuck out of Clovis. And he's so disappointed and, when he has and, to drop Clovis. And, Cl- and Clovis is just like, oh, someone attacked. Good thing Master Skywalker was here. Oh man, I'm. So... <laughs> He's like, enough of your Jedi powers. 
<laughs> face Fighting me man like to man, man. <laughs> and then yeah, Anakin and just and beats and the daylights out of him yeah but Clovis Clovis held his own bro yeah he got a couple and, of good kicks and stuff in no, no he did and he didn't have any broken bones he was just bruised and you know what even after he knew what was going on and knew what the Jedi were doing he was like hey yeah someone attacked us and he didn't spill the beans even until he died he was just, he was just out there for Padme he wanted Padme to be happy <sighs> You you have to read, um, oh, it's the Padme book that came out last year, Queen's Shadow, I think is what it's called. And it talks about, it, it takes place right after she stops being queen, her tenure as queen, and she becomes the senator. And Clovis is in that book. And there's like a throwaway line in the Clone Wars where they're like, oh, remember when we were stayed up for like three days straight and we worked on the... Uh, refugee act for this one planet or whatever and that's what the whole freaking book is about essentially and it's about clovis trying to make a move on padme way back in the day when anakin was just like 12 years old 11 12 years old at the Jedi oh, they, Temple. They, cl- they clearly had some history yeah there's no doubt about that and like that's and that's not something i can't really about. blame anakin for the way he reacted though Oh, and that's that situation. <laughs> but I mean, she was saying no, but he knew she he knew what she was doing. But he he had also we'd also seen Clovis earlier. Yeah. When uh when Padme stole the plans to the droid factory. Right, and well, he was concerned about her and everything. But when yeah, he, when Anakin walks in that time when you're talking about and he's, and he's trying he's to like kiss trying Padme, to kiss and, and she's, she's like, like, no, no, she, she's like, she's like leaned back. As, like, <laughs> what would you do head? if you walk in? You see, like yeah, but you see, I'm not a fucking Jedi, bro. I don't care who you are. And, and, and you know, if I walk funny? in and somebody's trying to kiss my wife and she's like leaning away, I'm you, like, you know, you know, she wasn't leaning away. She it was like, oh a, yeah, she was kind of like like, like, a, like a dance move. Like yo, either way, I don't care. <laughs> but you see, listen, like he knew what she was trying to accomplish, and uh, he's a fucking Jedi, bro. Like control control is paramount and good god and uh and and and, and anakin still beats the shit out of him and cheese and anakin still like clovis still uh says to the guards that come in that someone attacked them he defended anakin because he was all he cared about was padme right yeah you know what i mean yeah, in the end, Clovis wasn't a terrible person. No, nah, he was just like I, I don't even think he was a bad guy per se. He was I just being that, manipulated. I, yeah, that and a series of unfortunate events. Because like once he took over the banking clan, um, he wanted to do the right thing, but he just he couldn't. Well, and it was all Palpatine once again manipulating everything. At the end of that. It was the chancellor. Oh, the chancellor got handed control of it. Yeah. Everything, little by little. Went from being like a bipartisan thing to where the, the Munes and the banking clan were trying to be fair to the separatists and the Republic, loaning them both money, whatever, right. to where they got bankrupt essentially by this huge fiasco that was a Clone Wars to it came down to it was the chancellor of the Republic who became the emperor of the empire that controlled all the money. Yeah. But, but I mean, going back to when Anakin walked into that room, like he, he knew based off previous experience, what was going on and what Padme was trying to accomplish. 
he should have like like basically as a spy. He should have respected that dude. I would have let my wife kiss him. You would have like, let him. You would have let her. In ter- in terms of like saving the entire banking system that the Republic relies on and the Jedi Council relies on. If she, but she wasn't going to, she would have stopped it herself. He just walked in at the inopportune moment. And what happened, you remember earlier in that episode, what happened was Clovis was like, oh, it's you, the pilot. Yeah. And Anakin's like, uh, bitch, I'm a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> the pilot, this guy, this pilot again. Yeah, I, I, I ain't a fucking pilot, bro. Who just left me there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't a pilot. Well, by the way, I'm a freaking Jedi, yeah. But, Cl- but Clovis still covered for him, man. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Clo- Clovis was a homie. Yeah. He, he was a homie. I, I would have liked to see more. I think Clovis could have done a lot more. Uh, if you're going to live, if you're going to cast Clovis in a live action Star Wars movie, who plays him? Go. Who plays Clovis? Ooh. <laughs> Brownie, you weighing in? Rami and my daughter walking in the room. She's on eating. Uh, who plays Clovis? I I almost kind of want to go with like a young Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago. Yeah, Rocky. The blonde hey. Russian guy. Oh, okay. Like, like I could see, like if he was still young, I could see him being Clovis. But if you're talking about in terms of being suave and sophisticated... You know who is kind of a chameleon? Ooh, Ray Liotta. Ooh, I could see Ray Liotta. Yeah, I see that in yours now on your screen. Yeah, I could see him being Clovis. He doesn't have the voice for it. I think Henry Cavill. Ooh, yes. Yeah, I can see. Henry Cavill is a chameleon, bro. Yeah. He could He could pull off a good Clovis. He could. He could. Look at I his think, jawline. Look at him playing The Witcher and in Mission Impossible and just Superman. the look of Henry uh, of Ray uh, Liotta, though. Yeah, as a younger man, sure, but the like Henry Cavill could play a younger Ray Liotta. Yeah, yeah, it's true. A buffer Ray Liotta. Yeah, no, he yeah, a young Ray Liotta could definitely be. Clovis for sure. I can see that. So let, let's go back to this hologram image. Anakin in episode three, or past <sighs> beginning of episode three. Uh, so obviously this is surpassing this. We've got uh, Mace Windu saying, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. That happens like midway through episode three. Um, we've got the conversation we talked I mean, about. He, who did he say that to in this trailer? He was standing... He was standing around, just like in episode three, where they're standing around uh, one of those like hollow projector things of like the war, or, like some battle or something. Right, but it depends on who he says. Oh, so it's one of these things. So he's standing. Okay, so yeah, this is episode three then. You got Mace Windu, you got Yoda, you got Plo Koon, hologram of Plo Koon. You got a, uh, oh man. So you got, okay, Yoda and Mace are the only ones physically there. You got a hologram of Plo Koon, Ayla Sakira. Commander Cody, Kaidi Mundi. Looks like Commander Cody. Kaidi Mundi, uh, 
I can't remember his commander's name that shoots him down in that bridge. Defa Belaba and her apprentice, Kanan Jar, well, Caleb Doom. Uh, Kanan Jarus, Caleb Doom. So this happens like midway through episode three. Um, then you get Anakin holding a Padme's hand. She's clearly pregnant. So this is happening during like the last half of episode three, you would almost think. Uh, you've got... Uh, I mean, not the she doesn't look, She doesn't look huge there. I mean, she never really looked huge. Right. She doesn't look... She looks Maybe as she pregnant as she gets. That, yeah. It's like my wife when she was pregnant with our first with, with Grace. Like people, people didn't know. Like people we were close to and saw her on like a weekly basis didn't know she was pregnant until we gave birth. They're like, "Why is Hannah in the hospital?" Well, I mean, cause if you see every, everyone every single day, it, it you know what I mean. Uh, go ahead and just play it through. Uh, running out of running out of time here. That looks like that looks like when they're going to the Chancellor's ship in space there. Yeah, the but also the other thing you talked about was the the conversation between Rex and Ahsoka. Yeah, goodness gracious. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. And then there's also a shot that a lot of people think is Ahsoka standing on a bridge and she's like recoiling from something in the the bridge of a ship and it's in hyperspace. And a lot of people think that that's Order 66, that she's recoiling in the same way like Master Yoda recoils because she feels which is where she's having the conversation with Rex right there. But she's feeling all the Jedi die just like Yoda does. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she would. So this would this could go past Order 66. Streaming this February. And it's cool right what Darth Maul says to Ahsoka, too. It's like everything that has happened has led to here. Well, Darth Maul in season... What is it five when he gets brought four or five when he gets brought back and uh Savage Press is like uh, the force is out of balance, the galaxy is at war, the clone wars have started. He's like, Oh, the clone wars. So they started without me. Yeah. So Mace's uh Mace's little art. Skip skip forward back to where we were here. I'm sorry. I got a kid to attend to. I'm already overextended my liberties in terms of tonight. So yeah, you got Mace and Ahsoka talking like every like he 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 basically yeah he basically says like everything that's happened is like nice to hear. Does she beat Mace? You mean you mean die? Maul? Does Ahsoka die? Oh yeah, Maul. <laughs> Mace, I want to see that showdown. Mace Windu versus Ahsoka Tano. Just, just like Michael Pappas on Five Stellas in, bro. <laughs> uh, all right. So, what do you want to see? What 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 do you want to see in season seven, Casey? I want to see Ahsoka show that she is 
what the Jedi should be. Uh, and I want her to live. You That's don't want her to die? I do not want her. I'm a bleeding heart. <laughs> I do not want her to die. I want her to live, and I want to see more Ahsoka stuff in the future. Well, you got a showdown here between Maul and Ahsoka, and you've watched Solo. Yeah. Doesn't mean that Ahsoka has to die. All she's got to do is force throw him out the fucking window or cut him in half again. And, He's already and, lost his legs. And you've got Captain Rex here standing next to Ahsoka with what everybody is assuming is Order 66. And you wanna... she's, but she's not a Jedi. Uh... I think Rex is going to let her go because she's not part of the Jedi order. <laughs> Oh, you left the order. You're you're, you're good. I'm letting yeah, you go no, on a technicality. She's, she's, she's not a Jedi. I think I think he lets her go. Ooh. You want to see Rex just she's like not, she's not like you literally just said earlier in this podcast that she's not a Jedi Order person, but she's given her title back. She's not a Jedi, so they give Order sixty six is kill of the Jedi. A couple things I want to say. I think episode a uh, season seven can do is there's for a long time been a lot of talk about how Ahsoka lives bro <laughs> problem solved how Anakin... Rex lets her go that's it oh man I wanna <laughs> no. uh... <laughs> why, why would I love how you're so into Ahsoka now I love I, lo- I, love... I love Ahsoka my, my daughter loves you, do you like Ahsoka Natalia Natalia do you like Ahsoka yeah I do too I, I I think a couple of things I want to see from uh, season seven. Um, Ahsoka's story arc, and like just like I agree with you, hundred percent. Also, I think something that was a, a lot of stuff was cut out of episode three was the formation of the Republic. If you watch the deleted scenes, the formation of the Republic under Bail and Padme and Mon Mothma, they can tie that back in to season seven, especially with with it crossing over into episode three territory yeah yeah they could and i'm still gonna i'm still gonna go back i'm gonna reiterate this a fucking again because captain captain the name is rex you can call me captain or sir sir. (laughs) rex is gonna get order 66 and the clones the clones are gonna pull their blasters on ahsoka and not fire and he's gonna say stand down (sighs) she left the jedi order the orders to kill Jedi. She's not a Jedi. Yeah, she's no Jedi. That's what oh. it's gonna be. Oh, you don't even know. I am no Jedi. You don't even know, Casey. You don't even know. Um, but the other thing I want to see is uh, another thing that I, I think they can pick up with, with Padme is uh, her death. There's long been a rumor that Padme didn't just die of a broken heart. That the basically the medical droid there just said that because he was at he didn't know what the heck was going on. He couldn't explain it. It was a supernatural thing going on. Well, that, she, he said she lost the will to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the theory is, and I think we've talked about it on the podcast, that Palpatine essentially was leeching her life to keep Anakin alive. And since they had such a strong force bond, he could do that. Um, so 
an explanation of that. So it doesn't just look like like Padme goes from being like BA in episodes one and two and throughout the Clone Wars, and then she just loses the will to live in episode three. But somehow, even though she's lost the will to live, her dying words are, oh, he's still got good in him. I've got no will to live anymore, but I think the guy that I love still got good in him. You see, what makes more sense, though, is uh, in terms of pregnancy um, in the body, uh, the babies take priority. Like, they suck nutrients out of the mother, right? Right. So it makes more sense, but also not as much, if Palpatine knew about the kids and was sucking the life force out of them. But by doing that, it was actually sucking the life force out of Padme, and she was giving everything she could to the kids to survive the childbirth. Hmm. Does that make sense? I I hear you. I hear you. I I I want to. I want. I want some. You're, Josh, you got five minutes. I gotta go in five. I want. I, I I want some explanation of that. I want. That's basically all I want. I want some more shading on Padme and why she quote unquote lost the will to live. I want to hear. I want more of Ahsoka, and the other thing I'm afraid of and want to see at the same time is order 66 again because that like that tore at me man when i saw episode three the first time and now we've gotten to know a lot of these jedi a whole lot better throughout the clone wars and to see it and that in this same spectrum to see those jedi get like we see plo koon get shot down again by plo's bros you can kind of understand it by seeing like you can kind of understand the uh, programming, I guess you would say, from the chip with a tup. You know what I mean? Right. He didn't want to do but it. But still, it's still heartbreaking. They called it nightmares. It's still heartbreaking, man. Yeah. Still heartbreaking. It, like, you remember, he, like, tup called it nightmares. Like, yeah. Said, you know, like the mission, like the nightmares. The nightmares we want. You have it too. You know it. A good soldier follows orders. Uh, so. Everybody, we're the Talking Sith. You can follow us at Talking Sith Pod across all podcasts across all social media podcast. Uh, across all <laughs> social media <laughs> across the <laughs> internet. That's a thing. Ail up. You can send us in your your thoughts, your theories at Talking Sith Pod at gmail.com. Casey, where can the good people follow you? Uh, well, if they're so inclined, Casey Schreffler on Facebook or C. Schreffler on Instagram. That's S-C-H-R-E-F-F-L-E-R. That's the best place to find me. Or Film Guy on Twitter, F-I-L-M-G-Y-E. I don't post much on Twitter, but I read a lot. All right. I'm going to, to close us out, I'm going to play us the audio from Comic-Con 2018 of the Star Wars Clone Wars trailer. All right. There was a Casey in 2018. There was at Comic Con. There was a Star Wars Clone Wars panel, and it was just an appreciation panel. So everything you've seen, it was just fans of everything you've seen coming together, and just there was going to be some cast members there, and they were just going to talk about how great the Clone Wars was. And at the end, Filoni said, "Let me show you this trailer, or this 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 clip." Let's do it. My name is Rex. War does not come with a guarantee. 
intellectual property of Talking Sith. We are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property. We just like to talk about it.